Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of The Magic Circuit. I'm Ben, and Mia isn't here this week. She's doing some traveling, so instead I'm introducing something a little bit different. Back when we first started coming up with the idea of this podcast, because we found that whenever we talked to each other we were just going on over an hour long conversations about type moon lore and shit and figured we might as well consider the idea of sharing those with people. We decided offhand to record one of our conversations, so that's what I'm going to be sharing with you now. It's from a while back, I want to say like a year and a half ago or so, um, and it was before we had our audio setups and everything, so be warned, the audio quality is going to be a little bit rough. Um, the sound balance between us is way off. Me is much louder than I am. So sorry about that in advance. Also, you can tell it's super old because as of this point, we hadn't read Strange Fake yet. And there's a little bit of that that's uh, pretty funny to look back at as we run across one of the Strange Fake characters and are very confused by them. Uh, so with that said, hope you enjoy. And here it is. Yeah, I just figured it was worth... I figured it was worth recording one of these things at least once, just to be like, okay, we did it. Yeah, okay. So I have a topic then. Okay, alright, hit it. Which is something that was not ambiguous for a long time, but recently became ambiguous, thanks to Grand Order. Which is, what exactly is an Avenger? Oh. Because it used a... to be that only Angermanyu was or could be Avenger. Oh, okay. But this now is a... there are like three or four others. Yeah, this is a good thing to talk about. I think, oh, geez. I think the idea behind Avenger is that, like, okay, hang on. Let me let me open up the, the Grand Order wiki, because I know that they say on the Grand Order wiki that Avengers are, like, embodiments of hatred or something. I don't know. Basically, like, they're really bitter about some shit, and they have a reason to stick around and be butt-mad about it. Like, I think that is the idea behind, I think that's the idea behind at least the new Avenger, because Dante's whole shtick, or da- Dante's, whatever, the kind of money Christo's yeah. whole shtick is that he's around because he's, like, super gas-blasted and wants revenge, I'm pretty sure. And his whole thing is that he, like, like I know his interaction with, um... With John, like Vanilla John, he he basically is like, oh my god, it's Joan of Arc, that chick who got like burned at the stake for you know trying to follow her dreams and shit. Like she's probably super bitter and super resentful, and we're gonna get along really well. And she's like this goody two shoes, like <laughs> fucking at like whatever. And he's like, what? You're not edgy and stupid like me? Damn it, we can't be friends. Yeah, I mean, the identity. Of Avenger seems to just be like the biggest edgelords in the universe become them. Yes. Yes. But it can't be, there has to be some like, or I know there is some like very specific requirements about it. It can't just be like anybody who sought revenge in life because that's. That's like a lot of people. Yeah. I like how on the uh, Typing Wiki it says uh, it was originally described as a unique class for the heroic spirit Angrimanyu. <laughs> originally. But then that stopped being a thing. Yeah. Okay, hang on. FGO Wiki. They've got a little description on it, which feels as though it was translated from something because the English is kind of jank. Uh, 
but I guess I could look at the bios for those characters and then maybe get something. Yeah, it says, okay, Vigilante and Heroic Spirit of Vengeance, vindictive warriors that bear great hatred in the past, um, or I guess this is what it's supposed to be, the embodiment of hatred itself, the dark side of the Holy Grail, which is the contents in the cup. So, this is why we have Count of Bunny Cristo, who's a raging edgelord, uh, uh, Jean Alter, who is also, like, kind of chuny, and like, he's really butt-mad and bitter about stuff, and then Gorgon Medusa, who's, you know, Gorgon Medusa. Yeah. Yes. Um, by the way, her art is super crazy. Yeah, it's really nuts. I wanted it to be, like, more Snake Lady, and instead she has these weird, like, scaly legs. Uh, But I know her sprite, she has the big, yeah, she's like the big snake bottom, but I don't really understand where it comes from. Is it a tail? I think it seems to be a tail. Okay. If you look at, like, the boss version sprite, it's definitely, like, her lower body is a tail. Oh, I see. Other sprites, it's a little harder to make out. I see. Yeah, her boss sprite is gigantic. I mean, also her other sprite is just gigantic. Yep. I think the one thing that's really funny about this game is that the sprite sizes is so inconsistent. (laughs) Um, Like, I have... I forget what team it is. I think... Let me think. I think it was my bond farming team. So it's it's Shiki next to Oh, who is it that NP Shiki next to Drake next to Waver. And Waver got an animation update and so has a new a newer sprite that was like redone since the so other two like characters young had Waver sprites with the cloak, right? Yes, Waver with the cloak. So this is Young okay. Waver. Young Waver is taller than Drake with the hat. Okay. <laughs> in terms of sprite sizing, I don't yeah. think that's the case because that would mean that Drake would have to be like 4'8 because the hat is at least like 8 inches tall. <laughs> like, I don't know how tall... Mm, I don't know how tall that hat is, actually. It might be like over a foot tall, but that doesn't seem right. I have no idea how measurements work. That's a, yeah, that's a really big and, hat. And Shiki is fucking tiny. <laughs> Shiki is oh, so Shiki. small next to Waver, which looks horrible. <laughs> Because they look as though they should be basically the same height. Like, Waver being a, like, young, a younger man, and Shiki being, like, a, I don't know, a, a presumably, Shiki, like, average Shiki build a Japanese woman. Shiki was small in Kara no Kyokai. Hmm? No. I feel like Shiki was pretty small in Kara no Kyokai, though. She was definitely, like, a solid foot shorter than Arya. Yeah, like but isn't Araya, like, since he's a, a Kotomine clone, but also, might just, like, also just be huge? <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't, isn't Araya just, like, because he's a Kotomine, or, well, I guess I shouldn't say clone. He's, like, the precursor to Kotomine. Yeah. Shouldn't he just be, like, massive in all respects for no reason? Yeah. Like, how there's I mean, no actual correlation is. between magical power and height, even though, like, Archer becomes super tall when he becomes... Uh, when he goes from being Amy Ashiro to Archer, and then how Kotomine <laughs> gets yeah. super ripped and really tall when after he gets like his heart uh, erased? Question mark. He was always. I think he was always that ripped. It's just the only time we see him not wearing the big flowing robes. Oh, that's true. Who was I looking at? We were just talking about someone. Uh, oh, Araya. How tall is he? <laughs> Oh, wait, this is uh, the wrong wiki. I should open up a tab for the other wiki. I hope the wiki is 
I think I we have to assume that the wiki is reliable because of how bad the translations are. Um, because right. it's so hard to translate anything type moon. Also speaking of Araya, yeah. completely jump to another subject. Okay. Uh, so when they refer to the world as an entity, I when I was trawling through the wiki. Oh, Alaya. Yeah. Yes. There's. It's not just Gaia. There's Gaia and Alaya. Oh, were they two different beings? I thought they were just like synonyms. Yeah. So Gaia is like the will of the planet to survive, mm-hmm. whereas Alaya is like the collective consciousness of mankind. And they used to be the same thing, but then as mankind evolved and increasingly became like an antagonistic force to the well-being of the planet, then they split into these two separate entities. Okay. So when counter-guardians... I'm pretty sure this is correct. Okay. When counter-guardians make a contract with the world, okay. their contract is not with Gaia. It's, it's with, with Alaya. And on top of that, so you were explaining to me about primate murder. Yes, I, we were talking about primate murder the other day. Yeah. So primate murder is the beast of Gaia. And yes. The beast of Alaya is the counter guardians. Oh, right, because the counter guardians the counter guardians also keep primate murder in check. Right. Oh. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. That's really convoluted, but I guess it, it makes sense. So hang on, Alaya is the one. So Alaya, or okay, wait, hang on. Gaia is the one that is like the 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 real soul of the planet, like right. The one that's like looking out for like the planet's sake will to keep itself alive and prosperous. And then Alaya is the one that's looking out for like the beings of the planet's sake. Or specifically humankind. Specifically humans, okay. Right, whereas, like, Gaia sometimes, because of primate murder, works against that, because it's trying to preserve itself. Right. Okay. That's, like, a reasonable distinction to make. I'm okay with that, Nasu. You you win this time. Um, Confirmed? Okay. I just looked it up. Araya is 183 centimeters, which is a little over six feet tall. Which means that Shiki's probably really short because, or or animation errors because he looks like a fucking giant in yeah in uh, at least the movies. I don't know if I've ever seen OG art that puts him next to Shiki. Uh, if you look up Shiki, um, Shiki's one sixty. That's not wait. Shiki's one sixty. What well, shit? Fuck that. How is one sixty? Okay, Shiki's 5'2". That sounds about right. Yes. Okay, so this makes sense. Araya is way taller than her. <laughs> yes. Oh, gee. Wow. That's so nuts. Oh, yeah, hang on. Okay, so sorry. Before I cut you off and we started recording, what were we talking about about Gil? Oh, um... Um, about how he's, like, a bad character in Stay Night, and... Or at least, like, a... Oh, right, right. Yeah, and a good, good quote-unquote, character in... Zero, I guess. I don't know. He just has well, more depth. At least from my perspective, it kind of switched. Because I started with Zero, and then after we watched Zero together, I read Stay Night. 
Right, right. But like in Zero, Gil is the ultimate charismatic meme master. Katomine is just kind of there, and he's pretty cool and threatening at times, but he definitely plays second fiddle to Gil. Mm. But then in Stay Night, Gil has little to none of the charisma that he has in Zero, but Katomine transforms into this super sarcastic asshole who you just can't get enough of. Right. Oh, that is... That is... Huh. That is a cool thought, because it sort of means that their their roles have flipped, in a sense, because you get yeah. you get the, like, likable piece of shit in Zero Gilgamesh, who is, like, a horrible human being still, even if you don't know, like, his stuff where he's, like, saying really shitty things to Saber and, like, super being not okay there. Um... Oh, what was I saying? And I was thinking about this on Friday uh, because I was writing a thing about Katomine and what makes him such a good character. Oh, yeah? But it I revisited the scene in Zero where, like, Gilgamesh visits him with the super V-neck shirt. <laughs> Is this the, the Uetsu scene where... Yeah. Okay, yeah. But I one, now that I know, like, Katomine's whole deal, mm-hmm. looking back at that, it's really cool to see how that like that moment in time pushed him and changed him because before mm. then his whole deal was you know he doesn't find pleasure in anything that makes normal people happy right uh, he only like enjoys other suffering but mm. he like prior to the events of fate zero his life was consumed with like trying to find something else that would make him happy like he got married he had a daughter and all that and none of it worked Mm -hmm. but then in that scene where he's talking to gil gilgamesh basically tells him like stop trying to do what other people think you should do to be happy just like do your own thing there's nothing wrong with that right which is like a weirdly like good and like compelling message because it's kind of like don't listen to what other people are telling you is like will make you happy do what makes you happy and then kotomi's like oh killing people <laughs> right nice <laughs> sick that becomes uh Kotomine's, like guiding philosophy in fate stay night where he has a quote that i love it's something like i want to know if it's a crime to be who you are when you are different from everybody else Ooh. and his his whole thing in stay night is that like, everybody has equal right to pursue what makes them happy. Right. It's not his fault that the only thing that brings him joy is other people suffering. Like, he was just born that way, and there's nothing he can do about it. Right. Right, because, like, inherently... Uh, well, it's like when, when him and Shiro have the standoff at the end of Heaven's Feel. Like, when they have the, like, no magic, uh, no magic fists only Final Destination fight. Yeah. Um, well, except Shiro is kind of cheating because he's literally swords, but that's kind of different. Where is also cheating because he doesn't have a heart and is fine. That's also true. <laughs> <laughs> that's also true. So it's not exactly no items, but um, um, Shiro says the thing that like Kotomine and I are actually a lot of like. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, that? yeah. The line yeah. where it's sort of like you realize that like Shiro's weird like hero nonsense 
is uh, like just as skewed in one way as Kotomini's like weird whatever bullshit. Yeah, they're perfect foils of each other because they both have that like lack of a personal identity and they don't know what path will make them happy. Right. But they try to fill that up in completely opposite ways. Like Shiro becomes a self-sacrificing like wannabe white knight and Kitomini. <laughs> right. Kitomini just says, "All right, I'll just kill people." Right, and he's like, I'm just going to make this small girl who I've been tasked with taking care of hate me forever. (laughs) Yeah. And I will love every second of it. That's one of the very last scenes of Fate Zero, isn't it? Where he gives her the dagger. (laughs) The Azoth dagger. That's like my favorite scene. (laughs) She takes the Azoth dagger and she starts crying and he just like looks down at her and laughs. He just like, he like, there's like a little smirk that appears on his face. It's like, it's such a good moment because you can tell that that he's like. is the transition from Fate Zero Katomine to Fate Stay Night Katomine. I think it is actually. Where he just becomes a sarcastic asshole. Right, right. Because it's like him, he's just like. Because technically speaking, it is sort of like the, well, you know, your dad gave me this thing, and your dad died, so I should give you this thing. Like, it is the good person thing to do, but he also totally just understands the situation. Is like, yeah, I killed your dad with this dagger. (laughs) 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 Eat shit. And then you get the sweet karma of Rin killing him with the dagger. Yeah. Or no, isn't it? Doesn't she give it to Shiro, and then Shiro jams it in? Remember, doesn't he yell the thing? Isn't in the fade route. Yeah, I know it's in the favorite. I don't remember. I think it's... Because there's the whole part where he yells Kotomine's name. Remember? Like, he... The dagger is stuck in Kotomine's heart, and he, like, yells his name and then, like, says the... Whatever. There's, like, the magic code word thing that releases all the energy in the dagger. And then... Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, and then, like, punches the dagger into Kotomine's chest, and then it, like, explodes with magic or some shit. Right. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of Rin, this is the one thing that I've been trying to figure out, because I, I haven't looked into it yet, but... So, you know Ishtar is basically, like, summoned through Rin. Yes. Like, what is Rin up to in this timeline? <laughs> Why is she... And and how, also... Well, that's that's actually something I wanted to ask you. Oh, you were going to ask me I, this. I haven't gone into the Babylon chapter yet. Okay, I okay. This is the one thing. So I'm I didn't know if Rin just like became a part of the Grand Order story at some point that I haven't seen yet. Not, not really. Ishtar shows up and is just is just like in Rin's body, but at this point, like but I in like three thousand BC. Right, but this is the one thing that I'm confused at is like why I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the the Cerno page because I think they have the translation of all the uh, little bio bits about her. Okay. Um. Because I was trying to figure out, because it's, like, at least we know in, like, Extra, for instance, that there's the other Rin, who is, like, for all intents and purposes, like, pretty similar to the Rin that we know in Fates Day Night, but, like, is good at computers. <laughs> well, aren't aren't all the characters in Extra, like, digital copies of their real-life counterparts? Yeah, but I think that the Rin in the Moon Cell... Oh, wait, shit. What's the deal with Rin in the Moon Cell? Because there's the blonde Rin, who is the real Rin. Who exists outside of the Moon Cell? Oh, boy. I need to refresh my extra lore. Yeah. Okay. So it says... All right, all right. I think I've got it. Yeah. 
In Fate Grand Order, she is manifested as a pseudo-servant by possessing a human. Since Ishtar is egotistical... Which she is, be- that's the same thing Shielder is, right? No. Shielder no. is a demi-servant. Oh, bad. <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> um, uh, fuck. Okay, what's the difference between the demi and pseudo-servant? Uh, Waver is also a pseudo-servant. Because Waver is actually like I'm I don't know how oh, to speak Chinese. I think I think like, the difference is obvious when you actually like stop to think about it, which is that Shielder is Mashu with Galahad's power. Yes. Whereas like Ishtar is Ishtar just in Rin's body. Yeah, basically. Although it's um fuck. It's different from God, this is I, I hate this part of Grand Order, honestly, because then it, it just makes you question. You're like, okay, what's what's going on here? Right, because well, uh, mm, Mashu Mashu's case is weird, also because um, she like Galahad is like fused with her, and Galahad is not like chilling inside her. Like, like Galahad is not awake and is not like taking control of the like personality or anything. Right. Um, whereas, like Ishtar is, I think, like I'm pretty sure it, Ishtar, as she appears in Grand Order, is just um, like Ishtar speaking through Rin. Like Ishtar has the body, right, right, and it's not Rin. Rin is just, like, along for the ride. Whereas I think Waver is a little bit different, because I think Waver is basically just Waver, who is also the Chinese tactician guy, whose name I can't pronounce, because I don't know how to pronounce Chinese names. Or something, yeah. It's like, Zhu, Zhu, I I gotta, let me fucking Wikipedia this. I need to know how to pronounce this. Okay. Wikipedia. Please. Courtesy name Kong Ming. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> I had a fucking... Oh, there's the pinion. Alright. Hit me with that. Oh, they don't have a pronunciation guide on this? Oh, whatever. Anyways, I can look that up later. Um, yeah, that's the one thing I've been trying to figure out, though, because, like, she gets summoned through the human body, but... I mean, I guess this sort of explains why Waver is around, too, though. Because if Waver... If if the tactician god just gets summoned through Waver for some reason and can exist in any age, then I guess she can too. Okay. Uh, I just don't get what Rin's body was doing in ancient Babylon. I think, okay, I don't think it's that Rin's body was in ancient Babylon. I think it's it's like how um, it's like how tactician god gets summoned through Waver Whereas I think, like, mm, somehow there is, like, a soul of some kind that needs a, like, thing to manifest in, and then that somehow gets picked through some weird arbitrary process. Maybe it's a Throne of Heroes thing, I don't know, but Rin wouldn't be in the Throne of Heroes. This is the thing. Yeah. This might just be an us-not-knowing-enough thing, but I'm going to try and look up the stuff about... Is there an is there an article about pseudo servants? Probably not, because it's at this point pseudo servants are just basically like a thing that were introduced so that you yeah. could insert your favorite waifu slash husbando from somewhere else in the Fade series into 
um, fuck, into whatever this is, into grand order. That's not how you spell pseudo. But Rin could be in the Throne of Heroes. Rin could it's be what? Possible. Rin could be in the Throne of Heroes. It's entirely possible. Uh, I guess it could be entirely possible. That's a scary thought. But it wouldn't be this Rin. I don't think. Because this, this, the, the Rin that Ishtar appears as does not look like she's much older than the Rin in, like, the Rin that we are familiar with. And I feel like Rin would not have been recorded in the throne, like, if, um... Yeah, that's true. If, like, because it takes Shiro until he gets to, like, fucking Emiya age to get recorded, and right. he, like, dies to get there, essentially. Um... Okay, pseudo, sir, oh no. I can't find it on the wiki. It's probably because there's only two cases of this happening and people don't care enough to explain it. Okay, here it is. It is it is a subsection of the uh the servant tab. Okay. Uh, pseudo servants are the result of heroic spirits that cannot become servants for some reason, and instead are summoned by using a human body for their vessel. The resulting servant cannot be called either individual, but rather a combination of the powers of both individuals mingling together that adds abilities not present in the original servant. The thoughts and personalities may conform to that of the human vessel as well. Multiple pseudo-servants have been confirmed in the Grand Orders, including Lord Elmoloid II and Rin Tosaka as Ishtar. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. I don't know about uh, Chinese strategist guy, but I know why Ishtar couldn't be a servant normally. Probably because she's a goddess. Yeah, because she's not a heroic spirit. She's a divine spirit. Right. Yeah, I don't know what kind of like bullshit explanation they give for for why. Uh, I was about to say strategian, uh, <laughs> which I was like, mm, I haven't watched Katana Guitar in a while, but Shichika Saber. Shichika Saber would be so sick. Honestly, I fuck. I think about that you sometimes. Know, now, now that I think about it, I'm actually surprised that Nasu has not yet come up with a saber who doesn't have a sword but is a sword. Yeah, fuck. You're right. Because like, we even have exactly we have Enkidu. That is the shit Nasu would eat up. Hmm? That is that's the shit exactly that Nasu would eat up. That's the kind of shit Nasu would eat up. Yeah. No, because that's the thing, because it's like, like, think we have Enkidu, who is the lancer that technically doesn't have a lance because he is a lance. Yeah. Like, he is, like, the spear of the gods or some stupid bullshit. So, this is why he's a lancer, because he just has this, like, weird arbitrary title of, like, Spear of the Gods, when he could easily be, like, Sword of the Gods, or the <laughs> uh, Bow of the Gods, I don't know. I mean, he just fucking, like, shoots chains everywhere and shit. He has lightning, which is, like, vaguely lance-like. That's true, I guess. Although, actually, okay, well, on on this topic, you've made me realize that I think I already realized this, but just hadn't thought of, like, a way to word it. But, like, Nasu is all about, like, creating rules and setting parameters for things and then, conf- like, like making the reason why something is important in his series that it doesn't conform to that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, um, like, Sasaki Kojiro, for instance, is, like, you know, he's assass- assassin is always Hassan, except when it's Sasaki Kojiro. <laughs> And then that just gets thrown out in the window later because we have Grand right. Order and all that nonsense. 
But, like, for a time, it was, like, the reason why Sasaki Kodoro was important was because he was not Hassan. Right. Um, and then we have... Uh, whatever we were just talking about. I just but the thing, the thing with the assassins is that in all of the other, at least up until Grand Order... Mm-hmm. In all of the other times we've had assassin servants summoned that weren't Hassan, which is like almost all of them, it's because they were summoned into like a weird bastardization of a Grail War. That's true. And okay. not like an actual legit Grail War. Okay, that's true. Because like Apocrypha is like the weird jank. Yeah. Like, Red team, uh, black team, grill war, and then strange fake is like super jank. It's right there in the name. Mega, yeah, right, exactly. Strange and fake, <laughs> mega jank grill war, and then, uh, I don't even remember what. What am I missing? Extra Actually. is in the moon cell, so it doesn't apply. Who's the assassin in extra? Uh, Lee Shuen. Lee Shuen. Lee who you know, Nasu also has the the weird like thing for uh, Baji Quan. Or however you pronounce it, the Chinese martial art that uh, Kotomine uses. Oh yeah, um, it's it's the thing that lets him do like the stupid punches that send you really far and break all the bones in your body or something. Uh, blah, blah, blah. yeah, he's a Bajiquan master or something like notable Bajiquan master and also assassin guy who is kind of like the equivalent of Sasaki Kojiro in the sense that. He is like the. I don't have any like s- super stupid magic powers, but I am good at punching things. Uh, like Saki Kodro is like I don't have any stupid magic powers, but I'm good at swords, which allowed him to get a stupid magic sword, <laughs> essentially. Right. Well, a stupid magic interlude. sword technique. Brief interlude. I'm on Lee Shuen's page on the Type Moon Wiki, and you know how they have like the different designs on the side. Yes, I'm looking at that also. If you just change from assassin to berserker, and there's just a derpy shadow that appears on his face. <laughs> yeah, and he's, like, kind of grimacing. Yeah. I forget when he goes berserker. When is that? Oh, look at this. Oh, that's right, because Julius comes back. Okay, I remember. Okay, that's that's extra plot stuff. Because Julius, the, the weird edgelord with the, like, really high collar who's his master... Um. It's like this really stupid code. If you've ever seen it, if you just look up like I forget what his name is, like Julius. Yeah, I just clicked on the like. Oh my god! It's really stupid. It goes so high. It's like up to over his ears. <laughs> right. It's probably really cozy in like the winter, but like yeah. when you're in a computer, that doesn't matter. <laughs> At least I don't know. I don't know how temperature works in the moon cell. I don't think they talk about it that much. Is there an ice world? Well, they're underwater at one point, so whatever. Nothing really matters in extra. <laughs> Nothing matters. Nothing matters in extra. Extra's just weird. God. Yeah, okay. Uh, and there's too much reading here to do. I'm too tired. Yeah, the whole extra... The fact that the extra timeline not only exists, but continues to exist and have more, like, compounded onto it over time, like... It doesn't make me unhappy, but it continues to make me just be like, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> what do you want me to do with this? Like, yeah. I mean, just like the state of that alternate timeline is really weird. 
Yeah. Like it's a world where mana dried up starting in the 70s. Right. Yes. Yes. And so, what is the, hang on, what is, the, it's been a long time since I played this. What is the, the like, result of that happening? That they have computers uh, and shit? I'm not sure exactly, but extra takes place in, like, 2030, I think. Right, yeah. And it's, like, right at the point where, like, the last mana has disappeared from Earth. Ugh. And I don't really know how that connects the events of the game. Right. But that's the premise. <sighs> Fate extra. And now we have Extella. <laughs> So, like, whatever. I don't really know why people keep existing inside the moon cell. <laughs> <laughs> we claim to be good at fate, but we don't know anything about extra. Well, so, I don't know. I think extra CCC has some translated stuff. Just, it's... I don't know if there's a complete translation. There must be, because people know the plot that don't seem to know Japanese well. And Extella is getting an English localization soon? I think, actually, like, very soon that I was considering buying and then realized that it was just Fate Dynasty Warriors. And right. the Fate Dynasty Warriors is probably really boring. <laughs> but I don't know. Grand Order is also really boring. <laughs> so, maybe it's worth it. Ugh. Oh, wait. If Camelot is a spaceship, does that explain why it's in like the Middle East in Grand Order? Oh, Jesus. It just flew there? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> what a nightmare question. I need to... I have to... Okay, I remember someone like had translated some kind of materials or something. Some... Something. I don't know. That said that the, the, the thing which I have shared to you as like what I consider to be a very important fact about <laughs> the Fate universe, which is that Camelot is a spaceship created to fight. I think it has to do something about fighting the types. Um, which I always just say fighting aliens, but it has to do with right. the types, which are types, stuff yeah. that relates to Sugihime, which I'm not super familiar with. Um, I think it has it had to do with fighting the types. It has to some some way to do with like dealing with the types. And definitely it said Excalibur is like the power core essentially because Excalibur is like the fairy the fairy made holy sword. Um, yeah, you need to see if you can find this again, because I said something about it on Reddit earlier today. And now this guy's like, you're making this shit up. This doesn't exist. Camelot. Oh, uh, should I just make, should I make the horrible Google search? Camelot spaceship <laughs> created by fairies. <laughs> I love making the really specific uh, Google searches. Uh, let me see. Today no, that's, that's too specific. Camelot fate. I'm almost 100% positive that someone posted about this a long time ago on 4chan. I read it. I, like, processed it. Other people were talking about it. It seems like it's real. It's real in my head. I don't know if it's actually real. Jesus. But I don't know where this would have been talked about. Because also, like, on the wiki, there's nothing about Camelot. <laughs> Jesus. I really want this fact to be real because I've I've internalized it for so long as like something that is pivotal in my understanding of how stupid this universe <laughs> is. Just just like how um what is the old one? It's it's the one that existed before we had um 
before we had Thomas Edison as a lion man, they have presidents as our like gold standard for how dumb this universe is. Yes. What was the old one? Didn't we have an older one? Oh, you mean aside from Camelot? Yeah. Uh, I can't think of it. I thought we... It was probably just us talking about conceptual weapons. Hmm? Was it just like Gabolg? It could be. It could be Gabolg. It kills you and then you throw it. (laughs) Right. You die. (laughs) It hits you and then it gets thrown. Yeah. Because causality. I I mean, Frogger, I think, is also a good explanation of that. Yeah. Where it... You can only use it when you're about to get killed, and then you kill them instead. Because <laughs> question mark? I don't know. This is just how the sword works. We don't have to explain anything. It's some like ancient age of the gods, dumb, stupid magic shit. No, that that one like can be interpreted to make sense if you say like it can only be used when your opponent uses their strongest attack, and it rewinds time so that you can hit them first. Yes. Whereas Gaybolg, there's no like time shenanigans it actually just kills you before it's thrown <laughs> you die and then you're killed yes god damn it <laughs> the logical conclusion <laughs> oh jeez you know, the best part of that is that this is literally the first noble phantasm introduced in the entire series Oh god, you're right. When they explain what an elephantasm is, it's like, you're a frame of reference for how stupid <laughs> the powers in this universe are. I never actually thought about that. Like, when they actually get into the nitty-gritty of explaining how, like, the first stupid magic weapon you see works, it's this horrible nonsense. <laughs> where it's like, it hits you by reversing causality. And it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, Nasu, I'm, I'm with you, but I'm really not with you. Can you stop... But then everything everything after that is, like, I think, much more tame. Yeah, that's definitely the most complicated one in Stay Night. Uh, what, is the, what is the worst? Except, except maybe Unlimited Blade Works. I guess so. I mean, Unlimited Blade Works isn't that complicated once you understand Emmy's whole shtick. Right. I don't, I don't think it's that complicated, because it's just a reality marble. Yeah. It, like, isn't... The thing is, you, you understand that, like, heroic spirit Emia doesn't have a noble phantasm because he's not really, like... A, a real quote-unquote heroic spirit even though as a counter guardian he essentially is um but he doesn't have like a legend or anything so it's not as though he has like a weapon or a thing that is based off of his legend he just has the magic that he did when he was alive right and so his noble phantasm quote-unquote is just like the best the best magic that he had oh god i hate hormones and voice cracks that's so miserable <laughs> I hate being 20 and dealing with fucking voice cracks again. That sucks. Yeah, I can imagine. It's miserable. I was about to look something up. We were on the topic of... We were trying to find Camelot. Yes. Okay, I'm going to keep looking for Camelot. But the one thing that I wanted to ask was, what is, what is the most complicated noble phantasm that you can think of in the universe? In in the Fate universe. Sorry, in in the established Fate universe. I'm sure you could pull some random hero out of your ass and then talk about how stupid yeah. that would be. But... Because um, I think contenders are... Gabolg. Um, I think Tsubame Gaishi is also noteworthy. Yeah. Although, uh, what's her name? Okita's version of Tsubame Gaishi, I think, is stupider 
than the original. Why? Because it it because the original like Tsubame Gaishi's thing is that it's three slashes at exactly the same time, so that you can't like dodge around them. You're going to get hit by. Oh both of them right. So the, the three slashes like Whereas... encompass you. So that's the idea. Technically, if you had like a shield that was wide enough, you could just hypothetically block it. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, Whereas right. Okina's is not only three stabs at the same time, but in the same place. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like... Which, like, ostensibly should be identical to one stab. Right, but because of the way it's worded and all of the horrible jank that comes with that wording, yeah. uh, it's not. <laughs> For some reason. I forget how exactly is it worded. This, this is also a good thing. Did you clarify to that person on Reddit, by the way, that you might also be making it up? I'm going to respond to right now. You should do that. You should say that that we're currently looking for it, because I know know that I read it, and I know that people were talking about a translation of something, and maybe it was just someone memeing. Um, Uh... When I Google Camelot in Fake Grand Order, I just get, um, or when I Google Camelot Fate, I just get stuff that's, like, about the the story quest. And that feels bad. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should just discount it if we can't find it. Um, maybe, hang on, it might be on the page for Excalibur? Because if Excalibur is the battery that. for the round table. Yeah, you could try that. Let's see. Oh, Avalon is also bullshit. Speaking of bullshit noble finhasms. Oh, Merlin's? No, like, like the sheath Avalon. Oh, oh, oh. Because... It, like, the reason why you're invincible when you have Avalon is that it, like, puts you in Avalon. I think. I think that's what it is. Uh, I don't think that's that weird. I guess so. I don't know. It's just it's a... like, Avalon is this magic fairyland where everything is perfect. Mm-hmm. And the sheath Avalon just, like, gives you... If, you, if you're holding this sheath, it gives you the effects... As if you were in Avalon. Right, okay. Never mind, that's fine, I guess. Yeah, okay, Okitas is really stupid. That's, like, medium stupid, but reasonable enough, I guess, in the context of this universe. Um... Is there anything else that's, like, equally bullshit? Because there are things that are, like, bullshit power level-wise, but that are totally reasonable to explain in-universe. Like, how Hercules just gets to live nine times. Or, twelve? Twelve times? Nine. No, twelve. Twelve. Because it's one for every labor, I think. Yeah. It's nine lives Blade Works because he had already killed Hercules a couple times. Yes. Wait, isn't it nine lives? Because that's the thing that he kills the Hydra's heads with, and doesn't the Hydra have nine heads? No, oh, maybe that's it. That's probably it. 
I'm sure if someone ever listens to this recording, then they'll know. Okay, yeah, I can't. This is so stupid. Is there anything about Camelot in here? No, Camelot does not appear on this page. Wait, for the fate, strange fake noble phantasm, see Excalibur Richard the Lionheart? Does Richard the Lionheart have Excalibur too? <laughs> what? Oh no. I didn't even know Richard the Lionheart was a thing in this universe. Yeah, he's the saber in Strange Fake. Um, I think he's really good. Uh, I don't really know much else about him other than that, because I have not been reading Strange Fake, even though it seems like it's kind of hype, and I should. I don't Is know. Is it light novels, too? Hmm? Is it light novels? Yes, it's light novels. I just want to see... Like, the one thing that, that I was always, like, struggling to deal with was because I like Enkidu's character design, but I haven't really consumed a lot of media, like, with Enkidu in it. Yeah. Like, I read, Fate I think, Fate. when Fate Strange Fig was released as, like, a joke thing, or, like, they released, like, a preview for it, I read the translated snippet where, like, he gets summoned, and he has, like, the wolf familiar master. Right. But I never read anything more than that. Like, I haven't read anything into the real plot. But the one thing that people were arguing about in Kidu was, I imagine it was just, like, people shit posting. but the one thing that people were arguing about was, like, oh, you know, Enkidu's bad, because his design is, like, bad, and he doesn't have any character, and someone was like, no, like, his character's plenty good, and someone was like, did you read the light novels? And I'm like, no, I didn't read the light novels. <laughs> <laughs> so I fucking hope that he's good. But yeah, Richard the Lionheart appears in Strange Fake. Um, he, oh no, <laughs> it says, Is it that bad? I, I know, we just, just got to some more bullshit. It says in the past, he Saladin and the leading Hassan at the time fought together against a dead apostle during the third crusade. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> I'll take it. Oh boy, wait. Does this mean? Does this mean Saladin has a cannon design? Oh, am I going to Wikipedia? I'm going to Wikipedia. Yeah, I'm going to Wikipedia. Okay, never mind. Must just be something that someone mentioned. Probably. He probably just talks about it. Weird. Okay, weird character. I need to read Tsukihime. I do too. I feel like I'm missing so much. By just having no idea about anything from that series. Right. I definitely... It's weird because, you know, I don't know if people knew this on Reddit, but they probably don't because people have names on Reddit and thus, like, are less likely to just call you a shithead. <laughs> I think. I think. At least what that's that's my interpretation of it. But, um, I sort of feel like when people are talking about TM stuff that like I am a secondary even though I'm like not because I know all about fate and I've read everything like that needs to be known about like the main fate canon uh-huh. and yet it's like if, whenever anyone talks about like mystic eyes or like type moon or uh, like like type related shit or dead apostles I'm just yeah. like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes vampires <laughs> yeah I mean pretty much my 
entire experience with Dead Apostles is Kiritsugu's backstory in Fate Zero. Right, like that one little snippet of Dead Apostles. I don't know, I've, like, assimilated, like, some Dead Apostle knowledge just, like, through, like, looking into stuff. Yeah. But, I don't know. I've heard that Tsukihime is, like, kind of slow, and also that it hasn't aged well. Doesn't it have... A, well, how many roots are there in Tsukihime? Ugh, I have no idea, actually. I know there's, like, the... The, like... <sighs> Excuse me, the like near and the far side roots or something? Because. Fuck, I actually have I mean, no idea. Just, how just going by Carnival Phantasm, it seems mm. like there are a lot of like heroines. Right, because you've got. Okay, well, you have Arcoid, you have CL, you have uh, Akiha, the sister, yep. you have the maids. Um. There's the other girl who was going to get a root and then didn't get a root. She's like the Ilya of, of this game, essentially. <laughs> okay. Sa- 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 Satsuki? Yes, yes, Satsuki. Oh, rip. Well, should I, should I keep reading this? I don't know. I'm looking for... Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, they originally planned a route for her, but then it was cut because of, uh, doesn't say in the wiki. Mm. Ugh. <laughs> Just scrolling down on the Sugihime uh, wiki, or the, um, the Typemin wiki page. In 2003, Sugihime was adapted to 12-episode anime TV series. <laughs> <laughs> 2003, wow. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Jesus, fuck. I really want to know. Come out. <gasps> Several trial versions of Tsukihime were released before its full release. The first preview version of Tsukihime was released at Comic-Con 56 in 1999. Only 300 copies were distributed for free on 3.5-inch floppy disks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's awesome. <clears throat> oh, now here's a fun fact. Did you know that in Type Moon's like big 10th anniversary character popularity poll, mm. Shiki came in second? Oh, overall? Yeah. That's so sick. Saber's the only one who beat it in 2010. What? I hate that Saber's actually popular. I hate that people actually like Saber and not just like semi ironically like me. <laughs> Because she's I, fine. I appreciate Saber. Yeah. I just don't really care about her. Right. Just like, I don't know, you were the one who pointed out to me that Saber's whole existence is, like, mostly angsting. Right. Like, that's in, at least, like, her character in universe is, like, mostly just her angsting about, like, her, I couldn't save Britain, her, and everyone's like, Saber, it's been, like, Britain's, several Britain's thousand fine. years, like, that is totally <laughs> irrelevant, and Britain is, like, fine on its own now. You don't have to worry about this anymore. And she's like, no, no, I gotta save Britain. <laughs> you guys don't get it. I, I like to same. imagine in that ending for Unlimited Blade Works, where she becomes Rin's familiar, and then they go to the clock tower together. Oh, do, is, that, is that what happens at the end of The Good End, is that they all go to the clock tower? Uh, Shira doesn't go. Oh, okay. But Rin goes... 
to be educated at the clock tower. Oh, that's cute. Saber goes with her. Uh-huh. I like to imagine her getting there and being like, oh, maybe things are good after all. <laughs> wow, maybe you don't have to worry about this whole England thing anymore. This is, this is pretty right. good. <laughs> then she like goes to the restaurants and she's like, hmm, the food could use some work, but... <laughs> you know, this is fine overall. God, can you imagine the... Um... The the scene in do you remember the in in the UFO table on Limited Blade Works how they have like the epilogue where they go to the Saber's grave? Yes. Can you imagine that? But it's like with Saber. She's <laughs> <laughs> so like, wow. I uh, I don't know how she'd react to that. <laughs> I'm just imagining she like gets there and then. She's like, Rain, can I borrow your notebook? And then she, like, draws the, like, diagram of all of the, like, how she exists, like, outside the time loop. And she's like, well, if I'm here, and this was then, am I really dead? (laughs) Should this grave really be here? If I never died? Yeah, I mean, I guess when Shiro and Rin went there, that was an empty grave. Yeah, or or would? Oh wait a minute! Hang on. No, this is, I think this is the horrible thing. This is the thing where it's like time has technically stopped for Saber, but once Saber, no, fulfills... it would be an empty grave because when she broke her contract with the world by trying to destroy the Grail, uh, she went to Avalon. Yeah. Yes. But I don't know if that's just, like, her spirit went to Avalon when she died, or if she was, like, bodily transported to the reverse side of the world. Oh, I see. Like, physically transported to Avalon. Like, yeah. how Merlin hangs out there. Right. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question, actually, because I don't know. I think maybe she actually goes there? That's tricky. Because she meets Shiro there, but Shiro gets there after he dies. Right. But I presumably his body is not there. Yeah, I'm, inclo- I'm inclined to say that just like her spirit went there when she died. Right, because she's in paused case, in the moment before be death. would a body in the grave. Because the thing, the thing with Saber being stuck in the weird like time jank is that she's like... Um, is that, like, basically time continued without her, right? It's been a lot of hours since I played Grand Order. I wonder how much energy I have. Been a lot of what? Been a lot of hours since I played Grand Order. <laughs> I wonder how much... 53 energy. I can do a couple things. Oh, yes. Yeah, I should I should check my... Whatchamacallit? My waifus. Where are they? Oh, wait. I just remembered I'm still recording. <laughs> I'm gonna cut this here. Okay. Maybe maybe someone will listen to this eventually. Okay.